Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from Dallas County, and who who's here? Who's also here? Hey, it's Hanyu. Hello, do you know what we're doing today? You know, in all honesty, I cannot remember what we're doing today. Refresh my mind and everyone else's. We're going to do the altered state of consciousness. Ooh. Ooh. So what do you know about the about altered state of consciousness? Uh, depends. Are we talking about like sleep altered or something else? Like different types of, you know, whether you're awake and you're daydreaming is a different type of consciousness. It's kind of I mean, like psychedelic type thing. Oh, so shrooms and possibly other things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we're going to basically talk about that. So right now, an altered state of consci consciousness, which is also called the altered state of mind or mind alteration, is any condition in which significantly different from a normal waking state. So let's talk about what it means. Now there is no general definition of an altered state of consciousness as any uh, definitional attempt would firstly have to rely on a definition of a normal state of consciousness. Now, attempts to define the term can, however, be found in philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience. Now, there is no consensus of what the accurate definition of for what purpose is. Uh, in the following, the best established and latest definitions we will talk about. Now, the first one was from a guy named Arnold M. Ludwig, who attempted the first definition in 1966. Now, this was his definition. Now, an altered state is any mental state induced by various psychological, uh, physiological, or pharmaceutical maneuvers or agents which could be recognized subjectively by the individual himself or by any objective observer of the individual as representing a sufficient deviation in subjective experience of psychological functioning from certain general norms for that individual during alert waking consciousness. Now, starting from this, when Charles Tart focuses his definition on the subjective experience of the state of consciousness and its deviation from the normal waking state, which is, this is what he has to say. Now, altered states of consciousness are alternate patterns of configurations of experience which differ qualitatively from a baseline state. And another guy named Farthing's definition of an altered state of consciousness is based on Charles Tart's terminology. Now, Charles Tart described an altered state of consciousness as a profound change in the overall pattern of subjective experiences. In order to define an ASC, Tart focuses on the uh, importance of subjective experience. Now, Farthing adds to his definition that an a a ASC is short-termed or at least reversible and that it might not even be recognized as an ASC at that moment. Now, his definition relies only on the subjective experience leaving aside behavioral changes and psychological response. So this is what he has to say. Now, an altered state of consciousness may be defined as a temporary change in the overall pattern of subjective experience such that the individual believes that his or her function, mental functioning is distinctly different from certain general norms for his or her normal waking state of consciousness. So, 
What do you think? What do you think about these definitions? What do you think is the most accurate one? Well, that's uh, interesting, to say the least. I mean, um, it's, I mean, those are definitely different types of definitions for the state of consciousness going on. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Just so, not convinced. Okay, so another uh, so another working uh, definition for empirical research is based on these previous definitions and provided by Schmidt. Now this is translated from the original German. Okay, so a, as a working definition for neuroscientific research, it might suffice to presume that most people have a strong intuition concerning which variability of their everyday wakeful state feels normal to them. This variability of experience is considered as normal fluctuation. While any state that is experienced to diverge significantly from it can be called an ASC. From an experimental perspective, it is also reasonable to compare ASC conditions to a baseline state, a state subjectively judged as average or normal. The comparison to with a normal baseline requires that the ASC under investigation is of relatively short duration, uh, which differentiates ASCs from the most pathological conditions. Importantly, it has been emphasized that an ASC is not a mere quantitative change in the single cognitive function. Instead, it is a multidimensional phenomenon, thereby the relative intensity of multiple consciousness aspects constitutes a, a phenomenological pattern uh, characterizing a particular state. Such patterns have also been referred to as relative changes in the basic dimensions of consciousness. For empirical research, such patterns correspond to the multivariate combination combination of independent consciousness factors which can be quantified via questionnaires now the uh, phenomenological pattern results from the factor structure of the applied uh, psychometric assessment i.e the individual ratings or factor scores of a questionnaire so what do you think about schmidt's definition definitely an interesting way to put it and theorize things yeah do you think that that is pretty accurate some levels yes but not all okay well let's talk about the history first so the altered states of consciousness um, might might have been employed by humans as early as 30,000 years ago it's a long time ago right oh that is mm -hmm. now mind-altering plants and or excessive dancing were used to attain an ecstatic or mystic state Examples of early religious religions used of use of altered state of consciousness are the rites of Dionysus and the Eleusinian mysteries, as well as yoga and meditation. Now, followers of various shamanic traditions entered altered states of consciousness in order to serve their community. Now, Terence McKenna has suggested that the use of psychedelic mushrooms in prehistoric times has led to the evolution of human language and symbol use. Now, some theorists propose that mind-altering substances such as Soma might have pushed the formation of some of the world's main religions. So how do you feel about that? 
what I was saying was, uh, you know, Egyptians have the real weird writings, and they go up and down instead of left and right with the whole birds and scrolls and things like that. So it's no telling. That could possibly be a reason why they have written word. Mm-hmm. Now, meditation in its various forms is being rediscovered by modern psychology because of its therapeutic potential and its ability to enable the activity of the mind to settle down. Now, in psychotherapy, techniques like hypnosis meditation support psychological processes. Now, have you ever done meditation? I have done a type of medication, uh, meditation, not medication, um, <laughs> before to kind of calm me. Most of the time when I'm trying to sleep, because my mind is always busy buzzy and trying to say things or sing things before bed. Okay. Does it work? Sometimes, yes. Other times, no. Just depends. Oh, okay. Well, sounds like you have entered a, a alternate state of consciousness. Yeah, it's called sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh now due to the behaviorist paradigm in psychology altered states of consciousness were dismissed as a field of scientific inquiry during the 20th century now they were pathologized as merely seen as symptoms of intoxic intoxication or demonic possession ah. yeah everything's demonic <laughs> possession mm -hmm. nowadays now, their return to psychology began with William James's interest into a variety of altered states, such as mystical experiences and drug-induced states. Now, James' investigations into first-person objective experience contributed to the reconstruction of introspection as a variable research method in the academic community. Now, social change of the turbulent 1960s has decisively led to a change of the scientific perspective to the point that introspection as a scientific method and ASCs as valid realms of experience became more widely accepted. Now, foundations for the research have been laid out by various scientists such as Abraham Maslow, Walter N. Pankey, uh, Stanislav Grof, and Charles Tart from earlier. Now, they focused on seemingly beneficial aspects of ASCs, such as their potential to promote creativity or treat addiction. Now, rather oppressive states, such as dissociation from trauma, were neglected. So, what do you think? Do you think uh, altered states of consciousness can help treat addiction or promote creativity? I mean, a little bit can possibly help, but unfortunately... That's how addiction kind of happens with some things, is that you like that state and you're always chasing that same state all the time. So you say little bit's good, but a lot bad? Pretty much. Yeah. Now, the foundings of the famous Good Friday experiment by Pankey suggest that the mystical experiences can be triggered by psilocybin. Later investigations, investigations by Rick Doblin found that participants valued those experiences as spiritual high points of their lives. Now, in the midst of the rise of New Age subculture, Stanislav Grof and others formed the new field of transpersonal psychology. 
which emphasize the importance of individual human experience, validity of mystical and spiritual experiences, uh, interconnectedness of self with others and the world, and potential of self-transformation. Now, Abraham Maslow's uh, research on peak experiences as moments of highest happiness and fulfillment further contributed to the depathologization of altered states. Now, a first summary of the existing literature was carried out by Charles T. Tart in his book, Altered States of Consciousness, which led to the more common use of the term. Tart coined the key terms discrete and baseline states of consciousness and thought about general classification system for ASCs. He also called for state-specific sciences, sciences in which researchers should do science on ASCs from within such states. So, yeah, and that's pretty much the history of alternate, uh, alternate state of consciousness. Uh, so what do you think? So it looks like uh, ASC seems to be more and more accepted within the uh, scientific community. Well, I mean, if they can prove something, of course they accept it. But <laughs> something that they can't prove and actually acknowledge and feel, taste, and know exists, of course not. Okay. But let's talk about the classification that this guy did. So the classification of altered states of consciousness is helpful if one wants to prepare for differentiate between included uh, ASCs and other variations of consciousness. Now, vari various researchers have attempted the classifications into a broader framework. Now, the attempts of classifications discussed in the following focus on a highly different aspects of ASCs. Several authors suggested classification uh, schemata with regard to the genesis of altered states with regard to the type of experiences. Now, a classification uh, with five categories was accepted by a guy named Vital to distinguish ASCs according to how they are included. We got one, the pathological, which can include epilepsy and brain damage. The, the pharmacological, which is like psychoactive substances. Psychological and physiological, such as like fasting. The psychological, like music, meditation, and hypnosis, and the spontaneous, like daydreaming and near-death experiences. Now, uh, Vital further suggests four basic aspects of experience, like activation, awareness span, self-awareness, sensory dynamics, and alternatively, Richard Fisher suggests the classifications among ergotropic, like ecstasy, or trophotropic, uh, uh, <laughs> like medication properties. Now, the work of Adolf Dietrich aimed to empirically determine common underlying dimensions of consciousness. Alterate alterations induced by different methods, such as drugs or non-pharmaceutical methods. He suggested three basic dimensions, which are termed the ocean, the oceanic boundlessness, dread of ego dissolution, and the vi the visionary recon and visionary restructuralization. Now, further, Ken Wibler, Wibler purpose, uh, proposes a multidimensional system and adds that the individual experiences of an ASC is shaped by a person's unique psychological development. Now, Michael Winkleman identifies four different modes of consciousness. The waking mode, the sleep, deep sleep mode, 
the REM sleep slash dreaming mode, the integrative mode, uh, and within this framework, many ASCs are defined as belonging to the in integrative mode. So what do you think about this entire classification of uh, ASC? You know, I can get behind the whole daydreaming and, you know, a psychological way of out of bounds of your consciousness. And, you know, to be honest, in an instance, you could, depending on which dream sequence you end, could be a, a dream walker and can go outside your body and walk from your dreams while you're still asleep. Mm -hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. So you're more like into the spontaneous category of altered states of consciousness, which includes like daydreaming. Yeah. What do yeah, you? Yeah. Since I'm not, since I'm not actually much of a drug-taking person, uh -huh. I would like to rather go and try to get out of my own consciousness myself. So. I'm a huge a daydreamer, thinking oh, okay. of my own worlds and going somewhere else while still actually conscious. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about how you can induce altered states of consciousness. So the main way is the pharmacological, which is uh, now an altered state of consciousness may be defined as a short-term change in the general configuration of one's individual experience, such as rational functioning as clearly altered from one's usual state of consciousness. So now there are many ways that one's consciousness can be altered, such as using psychoactive drugs, which are defined as a chemical substance that pass through the brain barrier and disturb brain function, causing changes in awareness, attitude, consciousness, and behavior. Now we're going to talk about weed, man. Have you ever done the weeds? No. No? Are you just saying that because we're recording? I've tried something, but it has never actually done what everyone else has gotten it to do. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit so, about weed. So it, it didn't work for you? Yeah. Your body rejected it? My body makes it feel exactly how I am when I'm drunk. <laughs> I slur my words, and then I kind of want to go to sleep. That's oh, okay. About it. <laughs> but so, like, weed is supposed to be a psychoactive drug that is known to altered states of consciousness. Now, cannabis alters mental activity, memory, and pain perception. One who is under the influence of cannabis may or may not experience degrees of paranoia, increased sensitivity, and delayed reactions not normal for the usual subconscious state. A 2009 review of anxiety and cannabis studies included that frequent cannabis users appeared to have higher levels of anxiety than non-users, and that a considerate number of subjects developed anxiety disorders before the first symptoms of cannabis dependence. That led researchers to believe that anxiety-prone people tend to use cannabis as a self-prescribed anxiety medicine, opposing the idea that cannabis is what's causing the anxiety. So what do you think that? I mean, that's a possibility, but most of the people I know who 
may or may not participate in such things. Uh, I mean, they've never... Uh, I mean, it could be a contribution to it, but most of the time I have definitely heard them take it to calm their anxiety down. Okay, does it work? Most of the time, yeah. Oh, okay. And, you know, the universal thing, munchies. Always munchies. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the next step up, which is ecstasy, which is a drug that also alters one's states of consciousness. Now, the state of consciousness brought out by ecstasy injection... Oh, wait one second. Uh, yep, ecstasy injection. Uh... Includes a rise in positive feelings and reduction in negative feelings. Now, users' emotions are increased and inhibitions lowered, often accompanied by a sensation of intimacy or connection with other people. Now, opioids are a class of drugs that alter consciousness as well. Now, examples of opioids include like heroin, morphine, hydrocodone, and oxycodone. Now, opioids produce uh, an anaglesia and often feelings of euphoria in users. Now, opioid abuse may result in decreased production of endorphins in the brain, natural pain relievers whose effects may be heightened by drugs. If one takes a large dope of op dose of opioids to compensate the lack of natural endorphins, the result may be death. Now, cocaine alters one's states of consciousness. Cocaine affects... Uh, the neurotransmitters that nerves use to communicate with each other. Cocaine inhibits the reuptake of no, uh, noriponephrine, nori, uh, nori serotonin, dopamine, and other neurotransmitters in the synapse, uh, resulting into the altered state of consciousness or a high. So, what do you think about these particular drugs, like your ecstasies, your opioids, and your cocaines? I mean, I've heard that they've done some decent stuff and uh, like that, but I've never experienced any of those. So, more power to the people that can bounce back from taking those types of drugs. And prayers and good jujus from all the different gods for those who never came back. Okay. Now, we're also going to go into... Uh, lysergic acid diethylamide, uh, di or LSD. Now, activities serotonin receptors uh, in the brain matter. Now, LSD acts as a certain serotonin receptors, and its effects are most prominent in the cerebral cortex as an area involved in attitude, thought, and insight, which obtains sensory signs from all parts of the body. Now, LSD's main effects are emotional and psychological. The ingester's feelings may alter quickly through a range from fear to ecstasy. Now, this may cause one to experience many levels of altered consciousness. Now, let's talk about alcohol. Now, that alters, states, alters consciousness by shifting levels of neurotransmitters. Now, neurotransmitters are endogenous chemicals that transmit signals through the synapse from one neuron uh, to another uh, target. 
neurotransmitters can cause inhibitory or excite, uh, excitatory effects on the target cell they are affecting. Now, alcohol increases the effect of the neurotransmitter GABA in the brain. Now, GABA causes slow actions and inaudible verbal communication that often occur in alcoholics. Now, alcohol also decreases the ex uh, excitatory neurotransmitter glu uh, glutamate. Suppressing this stimulant results in a similar type of psyche, uh, ph physiological slowdown, in addition to increasing the GABA and decreasing uh, glutamate in the brain. Alcohol increases the amount of chemical dopamine in the brain, which is one of the addictive causes of alcoholism. So... What, what is your relationship with alcohol? We are on good terms being alcohol. Now that, I will say. So you don't, like, what, so you drink uh, socially? Um, no, because I, I drink at home a lot. Oh, okay. So maybe one or two bottles of alcohol, maybe every other day, give or take. Okay, so... And then if I'm social, it's usually a little bit more than that. Okay. So you're, you're, you're pretty good with the alcohol. Yeah, okay. but I've never experienced any of the out-of-body experiences from drinking alcohol. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the non-pharmacological -pharma, uh, stuff. Stuff like emotional development, hypnosis, insight, learning, regular learning, me meditation, mental development, recreation, sensitivity training, spiritual experience, and understanding. Now, emotions influence behavior that alters states of consciousness, like emotions can be influenced by various stimuli. Uh, now, pathological or accidental induction may refer to unforeseen events or illnesses. According to Dr. Jeffrey R. Avner, professor of clinical uh, pediatrics, a crucial element to understanding accidental and pathological causes to altered states of consciousness AS, uh, is that it begins with reduced self-awareness followed by uh, reduced self-awareness in the environment. Now, those with personal experience of conditions such as uh, depersonalize, uh, depersonalization often cite the opposite, that it is an increased awareness of the environment and that and the self that results in the altered states of consciousness now when the reduction of self-awareness and uh, environmental awareness take effect they produce altered states of consciousness the specific conditions below which is what we'll talk about provide clarity in the types of conditions compromise accidental and pathological causes now the first one being traumatic experience which is defined as a lesion caused by an external force. Now, examples include impact to the brain caused by blunt force. The reason a traumatic experience causes altered states of consciousness is that it changes how the brain works. Now, the external impact diverts blood flow from the front of the brain to other areas. In front, the front of the brain is known as the prefrontal cortex responsible for analytical thought. Now, when the damage becomes uncontrollable, the patient experiences changes in behavior and impaired self-awareness. Now, this is exactly when an altered state of consciousness is experienced. Now, another common cause is epilepsy. 
According to uh, Med Medellin Plus, epilepsy can be described as a brain disorder that causes seizures. During the seizure, it is said that the patient will experience hallucinations and loss of mental control, causing temporary dissociation from reality. A study that was conducted with six epileptic patients and used the functional magnetic re resonance imaging dedicated how the patients did indeed experience hallucinations while a seizure is occurring. It has not only altered the patient's behavioral pattern, but also made them dissociate from, rea from reality during that particular time frame. Now the next one is oxygen deficiency. Now questioning how oxygen deficiency impacts the brain is an important part of comprehending why ASC occurs and when there is oxygen deprivation in an environment. Whew. So what do you think about these, uh, these causes so far? definitely getting interesting. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if I would necessarily want to have seizures to get to that state of consciousness. I think I'll stick with my alcohol. Okay. Alright. So also another thing is uh, infections which are common pathological causes of ASC. Now, a prime example of, inf of an infection includes meningitis. The medical website WebMD states that meningitis is an infection that causes the coverings of the brain to swell. This particular infection occurs in children and young adults. Now, this infection is primarily viral. Viral meningitis causes ASC and its symptoms include fevers and seizures the impairment becomes visible the moment seizures begin to occur. This is when the patient enters the altered state of consciousness. Now, let's also talk about sleep deprivation, also associated with ASC and can provoke seizures due to fatigue. Sleep deprivation can be chronic or short-term depending on the severity of the patient's condition. Many patients report hallucinations because sleep deprivation impacts the brain. Now, an MRI study conducted at Harvard Medical School in 2007 found that sleep-deprived brain was not capable of being in control of its sensory motor functions, including to, including to an impairment to the patient's self-awareness. Patients were also prone to be a lot clumsier when they had not been experiencing when they had been not been experiencing sleep deprivation. Have you ever experienced dip, sleep deprivation? I'm like a cat. I like to go to sleep. Oh, okay. Um, I'll sleep almost 10 hours. That's maybe a lot of hours. Given the chance. <laughs> yeah, I like to sleep. I'm the opposite. Okay. And, you know, it's, I believe the, that starts happening after 72 hours of non-sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about fasting. Have you ever fasted before? Only during Lent, and that was in my childhood. I haven't done it as an adult, and kind of don't want to. <gasps> but it, we're in Lent now. Yeah, I'm not fasting. I didn't say I'm not going to do nothing. That's other people. Okay. No, thank you. Okay. 
Now, coupled with deprivations of sleep and oxygen, another form of deprivation includes like fasting, like I said, which can occur because of religious purposes or from psychological conditions such as anorexia. Now, fasting refers to the ability to willingly refrain from food or possibly drinks as well. Now, the dissociation caused by fasting is not only life-threatening, but is the reason why extended fasting periods, periods can lead to ASC. Thus, the temporary dissociation from reality allows fasting to fall into the category of an ASC, following the definition provided by Avner. Now, another pathological cause is psychosis otherwise known as a psychotic episode. In order to comprehend psychosis, it is important to determine what symptoms it implies. Uh, psychotic episodes often include delusions, paranoia, derealization, depersonalization, and hallucinations. Studies have not been able to clarify, identify, clearly identify when a person is reaching a higher level of risk or psychotic or for psychotic episode. But earlier people are treated for psychosis, the more likely they are to avoid devastating consequences, which could lead to a, psych a psychotic disorder. Unfortunately, there are very few studies which have been thoroughly investigated psychotic episodes, and the ability to predict this disorder remains unclear. Now, reviewing the previous conditions for accidental and pathological causes, we can come to understand that all of these accidental pathological causes share the component of reduced self-awareness. Therefore, ASCs can not only be caused naturally, but they can be induced intentionally with methods including hypnosis, meditation, amongst others. There are also ASCs which are caused by less recreational purposes. People who utilize legal substances or heavy dosages of medications, as well as large amounts of alcohol, can indeed comply with the definition of an ASC. So, what do you think about that? That's definitely um, interesting. Although I've heard for hypnosis that subjects have to be willing to kind of lose that control to be hypnotized but I'm not quite sure since I don't think I have ever been hypnotized before. Yeah, hypnosis uh, is a completely another, a whole nother can of worms. Because uh, that's like a huge, huge thing about that. So yeah, that's pretty much what altered states of consciousness is, like how to induce it, the history of it. So what do you think about uh, this whole thing that we just talked about? I mean, it's really interesting and could use a little bit more study, but I mean, for certain things, I guess it would be kind of cool to be able to do it, but I think the thing is, is that having the records show what someone sees and experiences in that other side of consciousness. Do you think uh, you'll ever want to try to alter your state of consciousness? Uh, like I said, I already do that for daydreaming per se. Okay. But to be able to just do it and actually physically, not something that my own mind has made up, but be able to go out of your own 
minds without being disturbed to be able to go somewhere else and be able to come back and describe it to someone to tell them what you saw, who you saw, what what happened, how long did it feel like you were gone for? Mm -hmm. It would be an interesting study to experience. Okay. Will you ever try to do it through alcohol again? Uh, like I said, alcohol doesn't get me into that kind of mood. Oh, okay. And I've only done a... I did a really bad bout of alcohol only once where I went all the way to blackout mode. Oh. I have no idea what happened during... I know the last thing I did when I was conscious. I have no idea what happened afterwards, and none of my friends will tell me what happened. Oh, snap. Was it was it something bad? No. I don't think it was anything bad, but it could have been hilarious or funny, or they didn't realize that I went blackout and I just acted normal. Okay. There's no telling. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the altered states of consciousness we got. So, yeah. That's everything. I've been Nathaniel Avila. And I'm Hanyu. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.